Dick Wadhams is the former Colorado GOP chairman. He has had more success guiding Republican candidates to statewide office than anyone living. So how does he see the coming years treating Colorado Republican hopefuls? I'm John Caldera, and this is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program by going to our YouTube channel, IITV, which stands for Independence Institute TV. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Enjoy. So I think it's possible by this time next year, we will have no Republican congressman representing us in Washington. Dick Wadhams is the guy to help us with this. Is that, I know it's statistically possible. Is it possible? It is possible, but not probable at all. Um, It would take a total meltdown in the 5th Congressional District, which is very strongly Republican. And it would take a total meltdown in the 4th Congressional District as well. The third... Now, that, we could lose that seat. All right, so for those folks who don't have their congressional map out right now, the third is Lower, Lauren Boebert's current seat. This right. is Western Slope. And does it include Pueblo, Pueblo as well? All of Pueblo right. and the Western Slope. So it's big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth is Ken Buck's seat, yes. which goes all the way from the northern border, border to the southern border, but it's all along um, uh, the east side of the state. It includes Douglas County. And, and Douglas County, which, John, interestingly accounts for about 48% of the district. Really? Yes. Dunco I mean, yes. Is, is half of the district. Yes. Gives you an idea how sparsely populated yes. the rural areas are. You know, for, for what, 30 years, the 4th District was essentially the Eastern Plains plus uh, Larimer and Weld, Fort Collins and right. Greeley. And then um, uh, 10 years ago, Fort Collins got moved into the 2nd Congressional District of Boulder. And then uh, and now, the, most of the uh, Greeley and, and most of uh, Weld County is in the um, seventh, or no, the newly created 8th Congressional District. So now you have a situation where the 4th District consists of parts of Larimer and Weld, all of the Eastern Plains, and Douglas County. But, so it's, in many ways, it's, it's a suburban district almost. And the 5th Congressional District, I usually <laughs> just say, it's Colorado Springs. It's Colorado but Springs. It's, Colo- it, it's it a is. metro area around Colorado yeah. Springs. Callahan as well. Callahan's in there too. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anyone from Callahan. There are some small towns in there. But, uh, but obviously, El Paso is mainly Colorado Springs, right. but there are some small towns out there. So anyway. Before we get into those, those three that are up for grabs, is the 8th Congressional, the new Congressional, at all competitive? Well, it should be, John. Um, I thought Bob, Barb Kirkmeyer would have won that seat if not for a libertarian sucking away uh, a lot of that vote. Well, and also the Trump factor. And, and listen, I, uh, I voted twice for Trump. I loved what he accomplished as president, but this is the bottom line. Trump was a liability in Colorado for the last three election cycles, and it pulled her down. A lot of people think the libertarian candidate beat her. I think it was more Trump, to be honest. But uh, Yadira Caraveo, the congresswoman now, she should be vulnerable, and I think she is, but this is the problem. If Trump is our nominee in 2024, I think that's going to have another adverse effect on Republicans in Colorado. All right, before we get into the three yeah. Republican districts, yeah. uh, fourth, fifth, and mm-hmm. third. Third. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's get this bugaboo off you, all right? You're wrong on this. Everyone tells you you're wrong. All I have to do is read the GOP emails from the state of, of how bad you are on this. Trump is not a liability <laughs> for Republican candidates in Colorado. <clears throat> Trump is a positive for Republican candidates. It's only you, Dick Wadhams. You are the only person who believes 
otherwise. I am. <clears throat> in 2000, and let's just go back to the last three election cycles, John. In 2016, Trump lost by four points to Hillary Clinton. In 2018, Trump's uh, approval numbers in Colorado were way upside down. He had like approval of 35, uh, disapproval of uh, 55. That took down every Republican candidate in 2018. In 2020, he lost Colorado by 14 points to Joe Biden, which also took down U.S. Senator Cory Gardner, who was running the same year. And then, of course, in 2022, uh, we got smoked again with every Republican candidate for uh, statewide losing again. Uh, once again, the Trump factor. Uh, and, two, yeah. two things. Yes. Um, and you probably get this. One, they didn't lose. They won. It's just the crooked election system and voting systems. It is uh, the Chinese who have control of, of, of the computers. You, you, you just talk to uh, Ron Hanks. He'll explain it to you in it's detail. True. It's true. Yes, Ron Hanks has, has exposed the conspiracy. The Chinese came over here and they, they infiltrated the Dominion voting systems here in Colorado. And they took the Electoral College votes from Donald Trump in Colorado and gave them to, um, to um, uh, Joe Biden. That's what happened. Yes. On the face of it. Yes. The poll numbers, I'm not even talking about the election numbers. The poll numbers were really clear. Yes. This is not a Trump state. No. This is not going to be a Trump state in 2024. No. And having Trump on the ballot, uh, I don't know how, how people see it's going to affect any other way. Now, maybe in the rural areas, maybe yes. in the hardcore Trumpy areas, but in suburban Colorado, the 8th Congressional District... Um, perhaps the fourth congressional district, the third, perhaps. I mean, I think this is this is going to be an issue. So, <clears throat> just to make it clear, you don't buy any of it that Trump won in Colorado. No, and 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 John, I would have I would have given you even odds that had the Colorado that existed before 2011 was still around, where our state was truly a third Republican, a third Democrat, and a third not affiliated, like it was for decades. Well, you know what? Trump might have beaten Hillary Clinton that year. Um, he might have been more competitive against Biden in 2020. But the problem is, is that, as you well know, 800,000 people have moved to Colorado since 2011. That's why we got a new congressional district. But these, the, the majority of these people who moved here are younger. They're certainly more liberal socially. I still have hope that they are not as liberal on, on economic and tax issues as, as you have written about. But in the, right now, all they see is Donald Trump, and if you put Republican in front of them, they see Donald Trump. And that's the thing. The, the, the electorate has been so dramatically changed. Now, do I like that? No, but it's the reality. The other one that we put out there is yeah. the abortion issue. Yes. Even though Colorado has always been pro-choice, mm -hmm. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's pro-abortion. That's right. When the governor signs a bill that <clears throat> outlaws an abortion reversal pill, yes. then, then it's not Republicans up in women's uteruses. It is... Democrats. Yes. They passed a bill that said, uh, for those who don't know, there's a two-pill process to have a chemical abortion. You can reverse it after the first pill with a counteracting pill that is illegal in Colorado. You know, that's just bizarre to me. Uh, so yes. I, we're, we're now a pro-abortion state. We really state, are. But we've always been pro-choice. I agree. All right. And with Roe versus Wade being reversed, it has scared everyone 
even though in Colorado, it doesn't matter. No. It was legal before, it's legal after, and it's legal now after the reversal yes. of Roe versus Wade. It doesn't matter, but still it terrifies people. And so they think abortion is up for, um, for election. And let me argue, maybe it is when it comes to congressional and federal delegation, mm -hmm. because maybe they'll vote for a restriction. Right. It'll be an issue. I do think that, though, in the districts we've been talking about, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, that uh, abortion doesn't hurt Republicans uh, uh, as much, if, if at all. I mean, they're, they're very conservative uh, districts, and um, uh, I think they're kind of separate from that whole abortion debate. Uh, I, now, I, I do think that there's a factor of uh, Trump to some extent in those districts, but, uh, I mean, think about it. Lauren Boebert in the third district, John, only won by 546 votes um, in a district that- What did she uh, win the first time around? Uh, she won fairly easily. She won like 55-45 yeah. when she, after she beat Scott Tipton in the right. primary. Um, she was a fresh face. Yes. Um, she seemed like a, a real go-getter. Oh, People yeah. liked her. Oh, yeah. She, you got to hand it to her. I mean, she took on a 10-year incumbent. From a guy who was no liberal, I mean, Scott Tipton had a conservative voting record. He was a supporter of President Trump's agenda, and she took him down. He made the mistake of thinking she wasn't really a threat. That's right, and he spent no money. Uh, we'll never know if he had actually spent money, if he had been able to pull that out, but who knows. But he, he set the stage for her to, to win. And Scott is a good guy. He's a friend of mine from a long time, and I, I hated to see him go down. She had an opportunity, John, to be a very effective member of Congress, but she got so wrapped up in that national media exposure, and you it's know, it's intoxicating. It is, and she became an overnight sensation. Um, but I think, I think when she stood up and yelled at President Biden during the the uh, State of the Union address with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene at her side, I think people were saying, "Wait a minute, that's no way for our Congresswoman to behave." And then it just steamrolled from there. Um, and, uh, and I just think that that's why all of a sudden a lot of unaffiliated voters and re even Republicans didn't vote for her when she ran for uh, re-election in 2022. It seems to me it was a great political move for Boebert to run in the fourth. I think it's not classy, but as a political survival mechanism, it was genius. She was going to lose. I mean, I'm, I'm really convinced that she was going to lose to Adam Frisch, who has something like $8 million in the bank. Wow. He became a, um, and then what is, uh, he raised money nationally. I mean, all that money is from outside Colorado. Um, her numbers were bad. Uh, I think she was, a, she was just a sitting duck uh, if, she had been, if she had stayed in the third. She has now revived her potential of being elected again in the new fourth, but, but I will tell you, there will be resistance in that district, John, from some other MAGA candidates like Ted Harvey and Richard Holthorff, and they're going to go after her. I tell you what, let's, let's, let's go yeah. through three, four, and five sure. in that, in that you order. Bet. You bet. Now that <clears throat> uh, three is, is, is mm -hmm. wide open, she's not in, you have Heard, but you also have Ron Hanks, the guy you were just making fun of. Um, when it comes to that primary, is it still MAGA country? In other words, is the third, again, this is the Western Slope, is it still a Trumpy place? It was just that she was turning them off, and Ron Hanks is going to excite them about that Trumpiness. Will he be able to win the nomination? I think there's a possibility he could win. Uh, Jeff Hurd is when a... When you say win, we're talking about the 
primary. The primary, yeah, the nomination. Do you yeah. think he has any shot of winning the general? general? Oh my God, no, no. Ron Hanks will not win the third congressional district. If he wins that nomination, John, believe me, the DCCC, the Democratic uh, con Congressional Campaign Committee, what well, they will dump money in there because they will know they can beat him. If they didn't like Lauren Boebert, they will not like Ron Hanks. Why not? He's he doesn't have her charm, that's for sure. I mean, at least Boebert has a very dynamic personality. Ron Hanks has no personality. He just uh, and on top of it, he's even more extreme than she is in terms of. Uh, in fact, it's not so much Boebert is extreme; it's that her behavior is just so erratic at times. And I think I don't think people like that. Uh, and then, of course, but let's remember. Uh, Ron Hanks announced his U.S. senatorial run yes. by taking his AR-15, yes. I think it was an AR-15, to, to a photocopier that he yes. put the words Dominion on. Yes, yes. Which gives you an idea of, of what is important to and him. And you, I mean, John, I, I think, you know, I bet you suburban women across Colorado said, boy, what, that's the guy I want to support. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, so, no, I, don't, I do not think he could win the general election in the third. But when you say he could win the primary, oh, I think given, how, could he, how could he win the primary? Well, given the fact that we do have a conservative electorate and pro-Trump electorate in Colorado, and in, 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 in the third, in the third, I think there's a possibility of it. But I think Jeff Hurd, also, he is the kind he is in the tradition of um, uh, Scott Tipton, uh, Scott McGinnis, uh, you know, that kind of mainstream conservative Republican that, that I think that after. I think that that's what he is. He, why he, is he known in that district? No. McGinnis no. was known. No. Uh, <clears throat> right. Tipton was known. You know, they, they were involved in local politics. They were state legislators right. before. Yeah. No, Jeff has not, is not well known, but he raised uh, $600,000, $400,000 in just six weeks when he got in this thing. Um, Jeff, and Jeff has been campaigning very hard. He's putting together a really good campaign. I think Jeff will win the primary and win the general election. I, I really do. Uh, so she actually... But to make it clear, Ron Hanks wins the primary. There's no chance of holding on. We lose that district. Right. Let's go yeah. to the fourth. Yeah. Right. This was, of course, Buck right. decided not to run. Right. Why do you think Buck decided not to run? You know, he'd been there 10 years. Uh, I think my sense is I had no conversation with Ken. I think he was just ready to move on. I think he also was being dangled potential of a big media contract. Yeah. He started showing up on CNN and MSNBC as kind of the token Republican commentator. And, and he's um, good at it. And he's good at it. Uh, actually, Ken is good at it. And uh, frankly, I, I have a feeling when we get done with his term later in 2024 that uh, Ken will probably get that contract, and good for him. I mean, and he should, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, Although you have to... Take a nod to a guy who wrote a book about draining the swamp, yes. becoming a commentator in Washington. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. yeah. And I think also, Ken, he, he got way out, I agreed with him, about, um, about January 6th and, and, uh, and uh, the stolen election uh, stuff. And, uh, in a, and he said, uh, it's stupid, it's not real. Uh, and I think a lot of Republicans who do believe that stuff turned against him. So it was time for but him to There's almost move on. a cancel culture going yes. on. I mean, we talk about yes. the left canceling, yes. but there's also a right-wing cancel culture. No doubt. That if you say, no, I don't think Trump won the election. By the way, I don't think Trump won the election. I don't. I, I think there's a lot of funny business. I think he could have picked up, a, uh, maybe he did pick up Pennsylvania, maybe he did pick up Michigan, I don't know. But in aggregate, there's no way he could have picked up 
legitimately no. won enough for the, for the Senate. <clears throat> no. But there, to say there was no fraud is ridiculous. Well, I never have thought there was fraud, systemic fraud. What I do think is, is that with COVID, there were a lot of the changes made to voting procedures in some of those states. Democrats took advantage of it. My only question, John, is why didn't Republicans? I mean, sure. I mean, I just I, you when, when Republicans when you, when, start whining in Pennsylvania, about, when you start throwing out ballots like grocery store coupons. Well, I, I understand, um, and not the way that Colorado did it slowly right. and right. running about it, but it was all over. There's the potential for abuse is high. Republicans don't like ballot harvesting. They think it's a naughty, terrible, perverse word. When it, all it means is going to people you know are going to vote your way if only they vote exactly. and knocking on their door until exactly. they get they get that ballot. And now all of a sudden, the big mantra of Republicans nationally is we need to ballot harvest. Well, gee, <laughs> why didn't we do that? I mean, it's just, you know, I, I, there's nothing more disconcerting to me than Republicans who whine about Democrats out doing us on the field. Yeah, that's it's all it is. Like, it's all it is. Yes. And there's nothing they do that yes. Republicans can't do for half the price because and they're I'll not give you, yeah, This is going to be patting myself on the back, but I'm going to. In 2008, the, the Obama campaign came in here and they did a magnificent oh, job on the ground. It was incredible. Two years later in 2010, John, we retooled our get out the vote effort, worked with the Republican National Committee. We were well funded. Two years later, guess what happened? We got 106,000 more Republicans than Democrats to vote in 2010. In other words, we didn't sit around and whine about the Obama campaign. We actually did something about it. And then, and frankly, in 2014, under Ryan Call, they got 110,000 more Republicans. So, I mean, so in other words, Republicans can do this if we quit whining. And, it costs. So it does. It, it costs, does. and yeah. it's not sexy. It's no. It's eating your vegetables. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Getting back to the fourth. Okay. Now, Ken blasts it wide, wide open. Yes. Uh, a friend of mine, Deb Flora, is one of the first to plant her flag. Mm -hmm. I think she did an incredible job yes. running for U.S. Senate. She did. As a last-minute candidate, I was surprised how hard she worked. I was surprised how much money she raised and how she really got in there to fight. I think she, um, um, I'll show my card. She's a friend of mine, and I, I think she'd be a superb congresswoman. Um, but then... Apparently, everybody is running. This is before Bobert even did it. Um, can you list off? I, I can't. There's yes. Mike Lynch is, is Mike running. Lynch, the House yeah. Minority Leader. Uh, Ted Harvey. Ted Harvey, the former state senator from Douglas County. Uh, Jerry Sonnenberg, the former state senator, now a Logan County Commissioner from Sterling. Richard Holtor from Washington County. He's a state representative. Uh, who am I missing? I think that's it. You're missing uh, about 20, I'm well, sure. Well, there, there are some really marginal candidates. Oh, yeah, there's, there's one, there's one <clears throat> nutbag who's, who's... Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But those are the main candidates. And the thing about it is, John, none of them have the ability to clear the field. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. They all have their constituencies. But um, this thing is truly wide open uh, in, the fifth, in the fourth. Deb Flora being from Douglas County uh -huh. is a real plus. Yes. I think that being the population center. What does it mean with Bobert in? Bobert comes in with how much money? Already she, in her pocketbook? One point three million. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal because nobody else is going to have one point three million. Or the name recognition. Or the name ID. Uh, she's one of those rare members of Congress that probably has ninety percent name ID across the state. You know, because of yeah. all the attention. Um, I will tell you that there are two other who, candidates who I would describe as MAGA candidates, MAGA Trump candidates. Ted Harvey and Richard Oltorf. And
they are they have been most vocal of criticizing Bobert and and for her to switch to the fourth. I think they will really start going after her and uh, try to try to cut her up. So instead of one MAGA candidate, yes, there are three. Three, yes, two guys and and Bobert. And Bobert, yes. Uh, and then you got Lynch. That, that, yeah, that just that just makes for wild arithmetic it in does. my mind. It does. Um, yeah, if, and, and, um, and you're right. I think that to Deborah Flora, coming from Douglas County, I mean, Ted Harvey's going to have his corner at Douglas. But Deb, Deb's um, uh, challenge is to, to try to really do well in her own county and then but be able to still get some votes on the Eastern Plains and, and, and Weld and Larimer. Um, and then the trouble for Sonnenberg and, um, and Holthorff and Mike Lynch is that they they are uh, in those uh, in the northern part of the district. How did they cut into Douglas County? Because they've never been involved right. there. So it's it's really it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this. Any prediction? Um, listen, I think I think there's a possibility Bobert could win this thing. I don't think it's probable, uh, but when you hit walk in with 1.3 million and that kind of name ID and a big field, that's that's her best thing. Is there any D running there that has a shot? Oh, there's a guy by the name of Ike McCorkle who I think ran against um, Buck, but he got, I don't know, 38% or something. Ike McCorkle? Yeah. That is just a great name. Isn't it great? That's a great name. Um, <clears throat> and then, surprise of surprise, because there's just not enough uh, silliness, Lamborn, <laughs> who has fought and fought and fought to keep his seat from yes. um, Republican challengers. Yes. Every two years, the man seems to be running for his life, and he always wins the primary and goes in. And I've always liked Doug. I've, I knew him from when he was a state legislator. Sure. He's a nice guy, but how to put this, he's not what you call a ball of fire. And so he's not, he's not Tom Tancredo. He's, he's not Bobert. Uh, he's, he's not a guy who, um, who I think takes advantage of how safe that seat is. What is ironic, though, John? I think Lamborn had kind of um, really turned into a f- pretty effective congressman the last couple of t- terms. Um, keeping be- keeping uh, Space Force yes. in there. Yes. If there was anything to to hang your hat on, that was that was a skillful, yes. diplomatic, uh, sophisticated play to do that. You couldn't and yell. You couldn't yell your way to keep uh, Space Force. No, and and part of it was because he was the subcommittee chairman in the House that governed that. And uh, and I think I think Congressman Lamborn really did himself proud the way he did, and he, and he worked with the two Democratic senators. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I will tell you that uh, in many ways he hit his peak this, these last two years. I th- I have not talked to him. I cannot help but think that Doug looked at what's going to happen in two thousand twenty four, and and there's a good chance Democrats will win the House, will win the Senate, Democrats will take the House, and him thinking I won't have my subcommittee chairmanship anymore. This is the time to leave. I don't know if that's the case or not. Right. But he's been there 18 years. He's got grandkids. I mean, uh, I, I think a lot of these, these members of Congress, sometimes it's just they just want to go home. It's and there's, just, there's yeah. a fine little pension for you yes. waiting when you do. Yes, there is. Uh, it's, it's to say you, you're a citizen legislator, Mm-mm. no, you're there for a few years. No. Life is, life is pretty choosy afterwards. And by the way, John, he won all those primaries you alluded to because he, does have, he did have a loyal base. Because he's been a very dependable pro-gun, pro-life vote. He, I mean, he's been a consistent oh, yeah. vote. He has. You know, on um, yes. most everything. 
he, he just doesn't uh, swell the hearts of, of his constituents. Right. All right, so now you got this thing open. Um, why do I have a feeling if Bobert thought she had a better shot there, she'd just jump on over? People have said that. Really? Is that a possibility? <coughs> People have said that she, if she had known that Doug was going to step aside, that she might have just ran in the 5th district rather than the 4th. Um, now, would that have been better for her? I don't know, but that's some, pe- some people have speculated that. So. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. All right. So now, uh, this has been so recent. Yes. That um, I'm the kind of guy that gets phone calls from people going, I think I might want to run. And I go, that's fascinating. And, you know, they're, they're, they like an endorsement or they, you know. Yeah. I was like, uh, talk, talk to my buddy Dick. He, mm-hmm. he understands uh, candidate races more than I. Who's announced and who's looking? Well, we'll start with Dave Williams, the current Republican state chairman, who announced he was going to run for the fifth. He lives in Carter Springs. He was a state legislator from there. But he also announced that he would be staying as state chairman, which is kind of reprehensible in my opinion. I mean, I think back to Bob Beaupre in 2002 when the seventh district was created. Bob was Republican state chairman. And, uh, and he decided to run for the, second, or the 7th Congressional District. He resigned because that's the right thing to do. Oh, no, Dave Williams is going to keep his little power base there at the state party and run for 5th District. Um, it defies every, every uh, bylaw of neutrality. Um, what, you, you're, you were the yeah. chairman. Yeah. Is there something in there that says the party, the, the yes. GOP of Colorado, will not endorse in primaries. Yes, yes. Neutrality, there is, uh, that, that provision. And, and, and there's a long history of it, too, John. I was thinking the other day, the Colorado Republican State Central Committee, and by the way, that's in state statute. That's not the, uh, uh, people have said it sounds socialistic, but that's, right. the, that's the state statute. It was created 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago, when our caucus assembly cre- uh, process was created. I honestly, I'm kind of a history nerd about Colorado politics. I honestly cannot cite any other time a state chairman has decided to betray neutrality like Dave Williams is right now. It is, it is truly reprehensible and laughable. Well, I'll be, I will make sure the state party stays neutral in this 5th District primary. That I'm running it. That I'm running it and that I use state party resources to announce my candidacy. How did he use those resources? Uh, he put out an email on the to uh, off the state party email account with a header with the with state G- party. Yeah, exactly. And using so, I mean, that was probably the least egregious thing he's going to end up being doing before this is over. But he's he it's just it's just unsavory what he's doing right now. So there's two ways to get on the ballot. Mm-hmm go through the caucuses, mm-hmm. and you and I have done enough work on caucuses, oh, yeah. and that you go that Tuesday and whatever yeah. it is, and then yeah. you get to be your precinct chair, and then right. you might be assigned to either the county or the, the state or the yeah. congressional um, uh, assemblies, and and then people vote there, and then you're on the ballot, yeah. or you petition on. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until you told me just recently that the Colorado GOP passed a new policy that they will they will endorse whoever went through the caucuses. It, it, the way it reads is if there's a primary and uh, if there are two or more candidates who get on the ballot, but only one has gotten on through the caucus assembly process, the party can officially endorse that candidate. For instance, they would have endorsed Ron Hanks 
over Joe O'Day a year, two years ago in the U.S. Senate primary because Joe O'Day went through the petition and, and uh, Hanks went through the caucus. Um, I, I'm, when I heard that the, the, the committee passed that bylaw change, I'm, I mean, it's, and now I think there's a reasonable possibility that Dave Williams could end up as the only candidate who goes through the, the caucus process. Well, you think about yeah. the caucus process. Yes. That, the caucus process was the beginning of what put him in as yes. chairman. Yes. So the system that voted in as chairman yes. would certainly in the assembly vote for him to be yes. uh, the, the, the nominee to be on, on the ballot. And he might not have any other competition to do so. No, and, and so he gets on the ballot. There are two or three or four, maybe, other candidates to get on by petition. And by the way, those people don't know, if you go through the caucus, you have to get, what, 30% of the vote at, a, at the assembly. Yes, yes. And then you're on the ballot. So yeah, even right. if he had a challenger, but they got 29%, exactly. it doesn't matter. He's yeah, the yeah. sole winner. That's right. And the, then the party, according to the new bylaw, could it formally endorse Dave Williams. And by the way, that endorsing also means give money to him. They couldn't get unlimited money, but they could make a substantial contribution to him from state party coffers. Good to be the king. I mean, I mean, it's it's so reprehensible. Um, Who's looking at challenging Dave Williams here? Um, well, Jeff Crank, who who ran against Lamborn a couple of times, and Jeff, of course, is with Americans for Prosperity, and a good guy, and a good guy. And uh, Jeff was with um, he, he had a radio show in Carter Springs for a long time. Um, he's and that, by the way. That assures your victory right there. There you go. Yeah, there you know. go. Anybody who's had a radio show. That's right. That's right. See, John, you could have been governor. If, I, just if only I knew. That's right. Um, and so Jeff, Jeff is definitely running. Uh, he has said he's going to go on by petition. He's not going to go through the assembly. Uh, Deborah Flora. I mean, not, not Deborah Flora. Um, um, Bob Gardner. I'm mixing districts. Wow. You're missing genders, too. Really. But, yeah, go for it. Uh, State Senator Bob Gardner uh, has announced he's going to run. Right. Uh, he's term limited from the state senate, so he's going to run. Um, who am I missing in the fifth district, other than those two and Dave Williams that are announced so far? So there's, there's, so one far. There's, there's, there's one, one other. There's one other. one other, and I'm blanking out as well. Yeah, because Alzheimer's. Yeah. So are there people looking at it? Yes, I think it will still. We could see another one or two candidates get in. It's still early enough that you could get in. Uh, I don't think people have a lot of time to wait because uh, the caucuses are in March. And right, by the way, I think today was the first day people could circulate petitions, and you have 60 oh, wow. days. So if you're going to get in, get on by petition, you better get in. And, and get going. And get going, yes. Fascinating. Yeah. Safe seat, though. It, very safe. It's not as safe as the fourth, but it's uh, much more safe, much safer than the third. If Williams gets the nomination, is he distasteful enough to people in Colorado Springs that he could could lose? You know, John El Paso County is kind of interesting right now. Um, you know, they just re, they just elected a an unaffiliated candidate for mayor who defeated a really right. strong Republican, uh, De, uh, uh, Wayne Williams. Right. Um, but Wayne Williams was seen as soft. Yes. Not hardcore <clears throat> Trumpy. Right. Um, but Donald Trump only carried El Paso County by 52% in 2020. Joe O'Day only carried El Paso by 52%. Now, let me tell you, having run a couple of statewide campaigns, if you can't carry El Paso into the mid-60s, as a Republican, you cannot win statewide. So something is going on in El Paso County. And I, you know, they've had a lot of new people move there. Um, 
So I'm, what, I'm not sure it's competitive, and yet remember, those numbers. Remember yeah. when they used to say, you have to win in Jeffco? Yes. And then it became impossible for a conservative to win in Jeffco. Yes. You have to win in Arapaho, now it's impossible. Um, yes. um, and yeah. by the way, I think Dugco could be the next. Dugco and El Paso are both, both had very poor showings, frankly, in 2022 and 2020. Uh, and 2020. Yeah. So. You also mentioned about endorsing the candidate. Now the party has endorsed Donald Trump. Yes. This one really blows my mind. And as a guy who might well vote for Donald Trump sure. in, in the general, it just seems like, wait a second, I need to know that the party does, isn't putting a foot on a scale here, that there are other candidates running for the Republican nomination, at least as, as, yes. as we tape this, and I might want to vote for one of them instead. Sure. But the party has taken a choice. Um, as if after the primary and Trump wins, which I think is, is pretty likely, yeah. you're not going to need those votes that you just turned off. That's right. You know, so those people who support Nikki Haley or uh, uh, DeSantis, like, what a, what a middle finger to these people that you're going to need. It is as if the Colorado Republican Party believes you can win by subtraction. There's no doubt. And politics is all about coalition building, getting people who don't really like you that much to vote for you because of whatever reason. It's that little bit in the middle. And it seems as though the Colorado Republican Party has a purity test going on. And if you're not faithful to Trump, uh, if you don't believe in a stolen election, then you're not pure and you're out. That's right. And honestly, John, there was no reason to do it. He's going to carry Colorado. Why do that? But what makes it even more? He's going to call in the primary. There's no way Trump <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. There's no way Trump is doing this in the uh, no, general. No, but but what makes it even more reprehensible? A word I've been using throughout this program is that uh, the state of Colorado election law allows the political parties to determine who goes on the presidential primary ballot. It also allows them to charge candidates if they want to, and the, the Colorado Republican Party under Dave Williams has been in my opinion, politically extorting presidential candidates by asking $40,000 to be put on the presidential ballot. Well, some candidates like Vivek uh, Ramswamy, uh, the governor of North Dakota, um, they're no, both out of the race. They actually gave the party 40000 Or I guess the guy from North Dakota gave twenty and said he would come up with the rest or whatever. My point being this. It's the guy funding... What a great way to fund the party. Now you've got guys from outside of Colorado giving money to presidential candidates. Yes. Isn't this a clever way to raise money? I, th I think it's, a, it's an, eth an ethical way to raise Why money. So? Because I do, I do not think we should charge candidates to make the ballot. Now, uh, to, to be put on the ballot. It's just so, it's just so foreign to me, John. Um, and by the way, the governor of North Dakota uh, asked the party for his money back, and they said no. It was not, uh, it was not refundable. Uh, so Nikki Haley has given her 40, as has uh, DeSantis. Well, they're not, I, I agree with you. I think Trump is probably going to be the nominee. Um, they're going to be pulling out before the, probably before the March 5th primary. Uh, I wish that was not the case. I wish the, this process would go much deeper in, into the calendar. But they're going to, so they, the party has endorsed Donald Trump, snubbed the, rubbed their nose, uh, rubbed their face in this endorsement of Trump, and uh, they're not going to get their money back. 
I, I think it is, so, the only word I have for the way the party is being run right now is totally sleazy. There is no other word to use. It is sleazy, the way they, they politically extort money from presidential candidates, the way they endorse and, and violate the whole neutrality uh, tradition and, and bylaw uh, candidates, um, the way they, 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 they are obsessed with, with banning unaffiliated voters from voting in our pri Republican primary. That's a great way to attract unaffiliated voters, telling them after three election cycles, we, we want to ban you from voting in our primary. This, and as you said, they are obsessed with subtraction, and, it's, and they do it in a very sleazy way. And that's the essence of the Colorado Republican Party right now. You seem to take this personally. <laughs> you were the chairman. I was the chairman. You, you care about the Republican Party. Um, I did not like when they allowed unaffiliated to vote in primaries. Legitimate, yeah. But I, <clears throat> I became an unaffiliated. Yes. I did it live on the air. I remember yes. saying, all you have to do is do this. Why? Because I live in Boulder. There are no Republican primaries. Now I can vote in either one. Yes. It has given me an opportunity yes. to, to, to exercise more uh, authority than less. Um, that, that being said, it, it is bizarre. And you, I believe the party is irrelevant. What I mean They're by this getting is there. Yeah. that what, something else is going to have to grow out yeah, of this I agree. once this, this um, withdrawal goes through. It's like an addict having to go through withdrawal. It's painful, it's ugly, yes. and we're just, Republicans are just going to keep losing and losing if they, if, yes. they, if they keep doing subtraction. Yes. And after that, then comes the possibility either to rebuild the party mm -hmm. or to be what I think is possible, a post-partisan area where in, in metro suburban areas, you're going to see unaffiliateds perhaps uh, winning. And I, I think Colorado could be a leader, leader in that. Let's talk a little bit about the presidential part of this. Um, it's bizarre to me and sad, I think, that here it is, what, you know, 10 months before the election? Yeah, 10 months before the election. Yes. And <clears throat> it might be sewn up already. It's so we have, we've had one, one caucus in Iowa. Yes. And we're going to have the New Hampshire. Next prom, Tuesday. Next or Tuesday. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, and then a couple, and then it's gone. It's like, what about the rest of the freaking country? Don't we have a say in this? Right. Why, are, why is it that whoever wins early in these states gets to decide who our presidential <clears throat> candidate is. It just, it just, it. Yeah. Don't we count here in Colorado? <clears throat> Not really. I mean, I mean, we've had nomination fights that have gone the distance. I mean, Obama, uh, Clinton, right. certainly went to the very last primary. Uh, you look at Reagan Ford back in 76. I mean, that thing yeah. was a knockdown drag out to the very, that went to the convention. That was the last national convention that was truly in doubt. Really? I, I yeah. don't remember it going to the convention. Oh, it right? did, yes. Oh, in wow. fact, neither Ford had a very and he was mild, still president. He was president. Governor Reagan was a former governor. And um, Ray, Ford had a very small lead, but not 51% or not a majority. And it was not decided until the national convention. I went to that convention. I'm just showing my age. But I'll tell you, that it was electric, John. It's too bad. we You'll never see another one like it because the nomination gets determined through it. But that was exciting. It was fun. It really Wasn't was. that the same thing with JFK? Didn't it go down to the convention? <clears throat> no, um, not JFK, but uh, there was a, I think the last Democratic convention that went the distance was uh, 
or when, uh, a competitive convention uh, convention was back in the 40s, uh, I think. Uh, but anyway. Oh, but, that'd be fun. Oh, it was it was cool. It really was. And um, uh, I'm going off into history. But I'll tell you, to be in that hall, President Ford gave the speech of his life that night. Really? When he accepted. But after he got done and it was very well received, he waved Reagan to, you know, to do the new unity right. thing on the platform. And Reagan got up there and he gave a speech that was unbelievable. And everybody really? in that hallway said, Ford might be our nominee, but regardless of what happens in 76, 1980 is Reagan's year. I mean, you all, everybody felt it. And, that, and that's, that's what happened. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> yeah. Trump seems to be on the path for yes. nomination. Yes. I still hold out hope that something could happen. Yeah. That um, Nikki Haley and DeSantis get together and go, this is nuts. I know. You know, uh, let's figure out a, a ticket between the two of us and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the only, yeah, the only, only hope. Mm -hmm. I mean, voters still have a, have a say in it. At this point, and you have ch chatted about this. At this point, if this is a rematch between Biden and Trump, I think Trump wins. It, uh, it's still, <clears throat> it's still eons away in political time. It appears that way, John, but. Um, and, and actually, I would agree with you. Uh, I, I still think that Biden could be replaced. I still think so, too. Democrats are going to, they've got to be panicking right now. Um, every poll. But, his, his, but the support seems to be solidifying, and I'm not seeing people jumping out. Uh, no. I'll, I'll give you a case in point. Yeah. Uh, our mayor, Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and uh, mayor from New York City were yeah. there and saying, we've got to do something about it. And the poor mayor from New York City made the stupid statement of saying, President, you need to do something to control immigration. How odd, I'm sure it was just coincidental, that right after that, all the allegations of sexual harassment and other things that were going to tie him up uh, and potentially ruin his career popped out of nowhere. Yeah. There it is. And, <clears throat> yeah. and so you can go ask him for money for immigration, yeah. But you cannot ask him to fix the damn problem right. and close the border. Right. That right. shows me that there's still a kiss the ring going yeah. on up there, which surprises me. And I, I still think, um, depending on what happens in New Hampshire, even though it's not a primary that counts, afterwards you might get uh, Gretchen Whitmer or Gavin Newsom to go. <clears throat> enough is enough. One of the problems is that who is the vice president? Who the vice president is on the, uh, you know. Because if Biden stepped aside, for whatever reason, how do you deny Kamala Harris the nomination? Uh, she has a very solid base of support within the Democratic Party, especially of black women. And then you throw in the Congressman Clyburn from South Carolina. He's a very prominent Democratic uh, black leader. Uh, and I will tell you, they will fight tooth and t uh, nail to, to give her the nomination. Is it like these people can't read polls? I know. No, she's more unpopular than Biden. Right. But no, but there is an allegiance to her as the first black woman to be vice president of the United States. And I will tell you, that's their dilemma. They, they get rid of this problem, but now they've got another one. Uh, and I think, she, I think Trump would annihilate uh, Kamala Harris in the general election. Any Republican would. Um, but um, let's, so, let, let's say what, yeah. we, what we conjecture happens. Yeah. Uh, let's say Gavin Newsom wins uh -huh. it. Yeah. Who wins? Trump versus uh, I, Newsom? I think, I, I think, you know, somebody made the observation that Trump needs Biden to win the nomination 
and Biden needs Trump to, to win the nomination because those are the only people they can beat in a general election. And I honestly think, I think Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, they would probably beat Trump in a, in a general election. I really do. At what point do Democrats walk up to the, make the slow walk yeah. to, to the White House and say, you got to step, you got to step aside? Or I don't know. Uh, now, the other thing is, John, I mean, not that I want this to happen, but there could be a health issue that could force Biden from the race. There could be. We put out the third thing. There could be a Hunter Biden or yes. brother Biden yes. issue. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah. listen, President, your son is going to be yes. into this trouble. Your brother's going to be in legal trouble. They're going to uh, potentially yes. go to jail. You know, if you step down, the chances of that just go down to the I mean, John, it's painful to watch Biden. It's painful. I mean, he, he looks like he looks and is an old man. Uh, and it's not so much his age, it's that aging has caught up with him. There are a lot of dynamic. I mean, Trump is very dynamic still, and he's only Trump what? Trump gets younger. He's amazing. The angrier no, he gets. He, I don't get it. No, he's amazing. I mean, he's only, what, four years younger than Biden? And, and, how, and he really does, he's very, um, uh, uh, he's very active, uh, obviously. So uh, it's not how old he is. It's just the condition he's in right now. Let's finish it up with, yeah. with, with this. You've been a strong critic of, of Trump. I have. But you voted for him. I voted for him twice. As have I. Um, will you vote for him again? John, I've got to tell you, I am, very, I am so disturbed by what I saw on January 6th and his behavior and the, and the revelations that have come out since. And then about the time I start getting over that, he says he wants to pardon a bunch of those people that did that damage to the, to the Capitol. Um, when he says things like, I will be your retribution, um, his, his childish attacks on, on, on Nikki Haley calling her bird brain, and then the, the sanctimonious. I just get tired of that crap. And I, I got to tell you, I don't think I can. I really don't think I can this time. And I, and I things know things were good uh, when he was president. We, but he, you know he what? was arguably more transformational than... Uh, Reagan when it came to and, policy. And, and guess what? He had an agenda when he ran in 2016. He talked about tax cuts. He talked about the border. He talks about the border now. That's about the only issue he talks about. But he he actually laid out the, the list of judges he would appoint to the U.S. Supreme Court. It was I found it easy to vote for him in 2016. I didn't have any trouble voting for him in 2020 based on what he had accomplished. I don't think he would be that same president. I think he it would be a retribution and revenge tour for him in a, in a second administration. I do not buy off that he would turn the United States into some kind of a, of a dictatorship. I don't buy <laughs> this off on that. This idea that it's a threat to yeah. democracy. Yeah, I don't buy off on that. But I do think I do that, love. I do love the, you know, to save us from this threat from democracy, we're going to have to take away democracy. Exactly. And therefore you won't be able yeah, to vote Yeah, I don't him. buy off on that. But I do think that, John, he would be focused on, on and he would have no restraints on him. He can't run for re-election if he wins the seat again. Wins the no, be, he's going to become a dictator, so that's yeah, not yeah, exactly, yeah. I but and and that's the thing. He would have no restraints. He would he would not surround himself with. I thought he had some really good people he had around incredible him, incredible people around him. But it won't be that. I mean, it'll be the Steve Bannons, and it'll be the that that crowd that will be around him who will appeal to his worst instincts. Um, so no, I I I I have I just. I really don't like what I see for a second. Another so trip. you're not going to, you would rather see Gavin Newsom or Biden as president? 
John, I tell you what, he's already. I just I fear a a um, a second term of him because of what I what what he has said. He has said this. I don't think he'll be a dictator. I think there are too many restraints over on our system of government. But um, I do fear the fact that he would just be spent all of his time on uh, on his words retribution. He said, "I will be your th the president of retribution." That word is pretty clear. What that is, so. What do you think that means? I think that means he will be going after every, everybody who he feels um, has uh, harmed him, uh, Republican and Democrat, for four years. That's what he would do. I'd do. So would you rather have I'd take him at face value. So would you rather have Biden? We've survived four years of Biden somehow. Uh, I'm not, no, I would not vote for Biden. I would, I'm not going to, I would not vote for any Democrat for president of the United States. I wouldn't. But you'd rather have that than Trump. I, I don't want either one of them. It is the most sickening choice I can think of, honestly. I don't like either one of them. Because I think Biden has been a failed president who is hurting this country. It's, it's an awful, awful situation. And I don't think I'm the only one who feels that way, too. I, I think there are a lot of, there are millions of Americans who feel that way and millions of Republicans who feel that way. Do you think, last, very last question. Yeah. Do you think any of these third-way uh, candidates third option candidates have a way of doing it. Kennedy or no. the no labels. Mansion, no, no. I mean, that's, I do think someday there will be a legitimate, as you talk about the unaffiliateds in Colorado, I do think at some point that we could see that scenario, but not, no, not this year. Dick, so, thanks so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. And I hope you'll subscribe and follow the show. We have new ones released weekly. Remember, this audio was taken from our TV show. To watch it, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations.